forces on some fantastic four, four horsemen. Can't do it without your crew, boy. Guess who, boy? Coming through with two, boy. Nobody but us at rapping a clutch past and switched it up like kids and double dutch. Some couldn't feel our style, I feel our flow. Never talked our slang, never walked Hello and welcome road. to the I Want More Comics podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Richie. I'm Sean. And this is episode better 30, than both everybody. Of you. That's not true. <laughs> You're just not. We got uh, 30 episodes in the can here, guys. 30! That's 29 too many! Hey! Wait, that's, that, that is, he's not completely wrong. <laughs> we're geniuses at this. We're oh, yeah. Keep going. Geniuses. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're absolutely. Zach, uh, kicking so, and screaming. Zach, why don't you start us off with the news? We're going to start off with some news here. Some news. Uh, so there's not a ton, but uh, this one I thought of Richie. Uh, Frank Miller has announced that he wants to do a World War II DC Comics project. About what? Don't know. Just World War II DC Comics project. Is it like Band of Brothers style? Is I'm it supposed it? to be superheroes. I'm guessing. You think Sergeant Rock will come back? Band of superheroes I think style. It, well, well, actually, Sergeant Rock. Because originally, <laughs> originally <laughs> he just, said it's going off. I mean, <laughs> originally he said that he wanted to do the Superman versus right. the Nazis. <clears> Correct. <throat> But Ooh, all the there. but all the uh, uh, but all of the footage or you know all the coverage online has been um, pictures of Batman. So the it might be like a, a whole universe thing, not just a Superman oh, so or like Batman kind of story. Placing the DC universe in yeah, the World War II. Yeah, and doing a Frank Miller As, dark uh, story. That'll be wacky. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm on board. You said I will Frank Miller. So well, well, did done. You ban those words. It was. It was interesting when he because said... Because they're, they're just so good that we should stop mentioning it. Like, it's just that well-known. Sure, Richie. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. So, well, happy. it was interesting when he said that he wanted to have We're Superman... We're just going to call it MFFM. <laughs> when, when he said that he wanted <laughs> Superman to... Uh, stand face-to-face uh, in front of a concentration camp, and how do you fight a concentration camp? I went... All right, man. Well, you <laughs> let's know, let's 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 see I what you. I want to see that. So this yeah, is yeah. like Holy Terror Part Two. Uh, maybe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I um, love it. I like bringing up these books, and you guys are like, "Oh, that's the one thing we don't want to talk about." Well, moving on anyway. Let's... Holy Terror is not as bad as you guys said it was. Okay. Um. So on to the next uh, <laughs> piece of news. <laughs> um, the they have announced that uh, Matt Kent. And Tom Giarello are going to be the creative team on the new Exo Man Award book oh, nice. coming uh, next year. I like Man Kent a lot. Yep, a lot of people are very excited about that. I am uh, as well. He's got the mind to manage this. There yes. you go. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, then the Nobody gets my humor. The last, the last little bit is that we <laughs> talked about out there went, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's all you get. Some yeah, one person. Uh, then last week we brought up, I brought up some of the different uh, Marvel books, some of the X Men books. Oh yeah. Uh, since the podcast, they have announced that the Weapon X team is going to be written by Greg Pak, and the art by Greg Land. Who's on the team? Uh, it's going to be uh, Lady Deathstrike, Sabretooth, um, Old Man Logan. Uh, it's going to be the people who were uh, Weapon X's. <laughs> so no Captain America. Does that include I don't Deadpool? think I'm, no no. I didn't like see him on Prime? there. What about Phantom X? Is he going to pop in there? Actually, I think it was Phantom Prime. I think it was Phantom X, actually. Tell yeah. us all the answers. Yeah, yeah I'm like, dang, well, man, well. what's going on? What happened? I like, what like, goes on in I like Phantom three? X and his like, four stomachs. He's like a weird-ass 
Cow. So wait, so in that we have X Men Gold, Blue, and Weapon X now. We have also the books we have are Iceman, right? Jean Grey, right? X Men Gold, uh-huh. X Men Blue, right? Uh, Weapon X, right? X Men Fuchsia is. Uh, I was trying. <laughs> that's to, what we have right. I was trying to figure out the team. So we have three different X Men, different teams stuff. Going on. Yeah. yeah, interesting. They've never X-Men. done this before in is, Marvel continuity. No, I've never heard of X Men. Hey, but I, I really like Greg Pak as a writer. I'm and I like Greg Land's art. I love, uh, I, I, yeah, Greg Peck for me is he's pretty hit or miss. Like the stuff, he's hit stuff that I've just been like, yeah, this is really good. And I've tried to read other stuff he's done. I'm like, what are you? A lot doing? of his Hulk stuff is really good. Uh huh. Um, I thought that of the new Fifty Two stuff, he was up there when he was writing action comics. Uh-huh. Uh, he was towards you know. Um, so and Tom Giarello, if I'm correct, he's the artist on. Uh, he's done a lot of Conan for Dark Horse. So. Could be, yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, the first person they had on Exo Man of War uh, was uh, Kerry Nord, who did a lot of uh, Conan. So, I mean, it makes sense because he's it, kind of Conan yeah, I in mean, space. When it comes to X Men, my creative stomach is, you know, it's just got a Ethiopia starving style because um, I want because you want I want good X Men that I can follow really well and Marvel's Marvel's game plan seems to be throw everything at the wall and we'll see which one hits sure well I mean sometimes it can be really cool though so I'm well that's what I'm hoping for is just yeah. one of these just to be breakout I've been waiting awesome. for years for something cool to happen no there's one some day good stuff man one day it'll happen and it's gonna be awesome there's and we'll there's be some back good X I like some X Men stuff X Men like, I've been enjoying like X Men a lot so just not yeah there <laughs> no. there are characters out there that just should be fantastic and I'm, I want them to be back so I can read them yeah I th- I'm, I'm excited to see what they do mm-hmm. um, alright so that's was it that for the news? news that was it there was wasn't a lot there was not a ton it snowed uh, it's snowed here. News. It's cold. It is um, cold. We're still we're still um, <laughs> gathering together some things, but we may be announcing some fun end yes. of the year stuff that yes. we're going to be um, talking about. Do we, have to be part of this? Yes. Yes. Uh, You're actually a major part of it. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we may You're be co host of the show. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. We may be doing an end of the year award show. Yes. Happened. So, uh, so we're still formulating uh, what idea. we're going to be doing. We're, we'll announce it on Facebook and we'll talk about it in the... Yeah, because we're going to need to hear your voice for that. Yeah, for, is, that, is this like so. Quantum Leap? I'm stuck here and I tell I can like leap home? Yes, you have Which to stop. Spoiler alert. Oh, she God. Never at home. <laughs> no. That's right. I'm stuck here with you bastards forever. forever. I, I like Can I be like Dean Stockwell? What? Can I be Dean Stockwell? <laughs> sure. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Richie, you're the... I don't know. You're the love interest. I was going to say, <laughs> that's right. I've got to be like the guest star. That... The guest, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm All right, Scott so let's that. let's jump into uh, <laughs> look like picks Scott of the week. I'm prettier. Let's do picks of the week. Right, let's do week. okay. Seven to eternity. I win. Okay. Well, okay. So so we talked about it a little bit before we right. got on. And and we should mention it's Sean. That we are, seven to eternity number three. It's I get excellent. It, I get it. I get we it. are we are in the fifth week of comics, which is everyone oh. that has been listening knows that a lot of comic books don't write for the fifth week, and no, it that's... kind of just throws off everybody's shipping schedule. Uh, yeah. A lot of times so it's late books and it's yes. annuals and it's right. random one shots and stuff like that usually on the yeah. fifth week so the fifth week's usually not a full week it's kind of like a half week yeah. with and, and, it, and it also sometimes messes up um, the 
uh, shipping schedules. So right. sometimes uh, you'll get a book on a fifth week, and then three weeks later, it's there instead of a full month, or right. it's six weeks for the next one because <laughs> right. of, so you know. So uh, so it'll kind of mess things up. So, yeah. but we all talked about it, and we all were leaning towards Seven to Eternity, number three. Correct. And I again, mean, oh, no, I'm leaning. I'm not leaning. I'm I know. All up on I know. That. And in that's fair, my cheeseburger. In fair, when it does come to act, like comics, I would say that it's the best <laughs> comic that came out easily. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. But that's not shocking to anyone listening, especially if you're listening to this podcast. You know that Seven to Attorney is a buy, and it, we're, we're. Well, and I would like to hear from people who think they if maybe they've read it and they don't like well, it. I, I want to know why. Would that would be. Interesting, I kind of want to yeah. know why you don't like it. I would like well, because this the first three issues have been awesome. They've been awesome, and this is actually. The beginning of the story right. is the first three issues. Well, that was we're, the, we're at the beginning. Yeah, that was the biggest. I don't know if that's. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. That's the biggest like uh, twist. An intro in it, set up is that to it. Everything we've been so far was the intro. The the title just came up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all prologue. Oh yeah. So all this love fest that we've done on this book, we haven't even hit the story yet. Nope. No. We just like the background. Sure. Well, and, and it's it's he's great at creating a world. Jerome Penny is great at drawing that world. Uh-huh. Uh, and what setup is as cool and as beautiful as this. Uh, you know, it's yeah, hard this, not to pick it. All the same things: epic story, amazing illustrations, fantastic artwork. Yeah. Well, and to me, it's like there's a few comic books that come along every now and then. When you read them, it's like turning a light on in a dark room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, this is this is really cool. It, I can see. Well, well, and, and, the <laughs> and this is one of those is, books, <laughs> and I think Reborn will end up being one of those books for me I too, agree with just you. Re- because Reborn of the way it's kind of cool. going. Yeah. But and that's another guy. Mark Miller can either do a really great story or he can fail. Go. Miserably, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of what Seven to Eternity to me was was that it was like I was in a really dark room and I read it in the light. There was just a yeah. nice bright light right oh, there. Oh, well, I mean, oh yeah. Well, and and the funniest thing just here at the store uh, is that we've been selling out of it like crazy. Yeah, we, we have we have two copies of Second Prince of Number Two. That's, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. what and we the, have after, what? after reordering Number One twice, <laughs> reordering Number Twos. We got a good ton of number threes gone. Yes. They're just gone. Yes. And the funniest <laughs> thing, too, is that uh, last week when Sean was... Uh, Sean actually sat and started to read Seven to Eternity. And a lot of customers were coming in. They go, oh, what you reading? Because oh, Seven to Eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and they said, oh, is it good? We're like, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, Sean's like, you know, check out the art. Check this out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you, I mean, we had a handful of people come in and they go, well, why didn't this make it in my box? And we said... We blame Zach. No, we said we did. Yeah, we put it in your box. And you turned it back because yeah. you didn't want to add a new series. Uh-huh. They're like, well, can I get first prints on all this stuff? No. No, <laughs> no you can't. Yeah. So, so, it's, so, so it's one of those books that if you want to... Uh, read it mm-hmm. you're gonna have to get some different printings mm-hmm. uh, or you know you can go online or maybe to your local comic shop uh, if you're not you know coming to us and see if you can find some it's right. it's a hot book yeah and then when number four comes out even if you don't have the other three you're still hunting them down you should go buy it right. jump on that and the I'm other just... thing yeah the other thing about this is that it is a good book um, two things is that one I think it is important that we do mention even though it is the third time we've said seven to attorney to you guys, especially with indie comics, it's important to say we're three issues into this comic and it's still fantastic. A lot of times 
uh, you can it's burn the beginning. out. Yeah, you can burn <laughs> out in an image uh, indie comic uh, by five or six. Sure. You know, so I I really want like we said we're pretty sure Reborn's going to be amazing. Yeah. But issue four could throw us completely off and say oh we don't you know yeah, yeah. the fact that Seven to Eternity hasn't started yet and I'm fully well, vested well, in well, it. Well, yeah, exactly. It it's it's telling you that this is going to be a long story, mm-hmm. and it's and it's saying that not only long but well thought out. Well, well, well thought out. Well, and. And, you know, Rick Remender has said that there's not an end in sight. It's not a, oh, at issue 40, we're done, or 50, or 75. He's going to go for what he wants to do in the story. Mm-hmm. And that sounds fine with me. Yeah. The way that it is. Yeah. So, that, like you said, that's kind of hard. Sometimes, uh, some books, you need a beginning, middle, and end, and you need 50 issues, 75 issues, and then you're done. Right. But this one, however long, I'll, I'll jump on right. it. So. And I would say from that... Uh, it's nice that this is so hot for the people that did get first prints, but this is not a necessity for anyone thinking about purchasing this book. No. Like Zach said, if you see four, buy four. Yes. And let's go from four. If you <laughs> never read one, two, and three, go from four and then try to backlog. Try to and get you don't need first prints. D- just get the get, trades. Yep. Whatever you need to do oh, to this, read this When this, this comes book, out on a trade, yeah. come on. <laughs> when you, we're, To read this insane. book, you need to read it. Yes. And the trade really will be yes. amazing. Um, so, so, okay, so we all can kind of agree, but I also wanted to pick another book that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And you and I, you know, you and I were talking about I it a little bit. Why? <laughs> um, the the other book that I really enjoyed was Batman Annual Number One, correct from from Rebirth, uh, and I picked it because I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the Superman one that came out last week as well. Right. I'm I'm not an annual hater. There's some people out there that really ex- don't like annuals. Say what is the difference between an annual? So an annual is a book typically that um, comes out uh, once a year. And it is different stories. Sometimes uh, it'll be a continuation of a story. They've done that sometimes. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what's going on at all. Sometimes it's anthology, kind of like the Batman mm-hmm. one is. Um, but also it'll be like um, Amazing Spider-Man Annual 21 mm-hmm. was the wedding of Mary Jane and Spider-Man. So if you wanted to read about the wedding, mm-hmm. the actual what's going on on their wedding day, that's the comic you read. Right. And it usually annuals are saved for this fifth week. The fifth week. Of- Yep. Distribution. Yep, exactly. Uh, throughout the year. And, uh, and and it just depends. So so sometimes they can just be fun stories that don't mean anything. Sometimes they can be stuff that really means something. Sometimes right. they're half and half. Right. And the Batman Annual um, is going to be that anthology book. And they talk about some of the things that I think that they're going to be bringing into the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Uh, it's not any spoilers to talk about this, but uh, the very first story I really enjoyed, Tom King, Dave Finch. Yeah, so in this book, there are many stories, different, it's yeah. an anthology, there's uh, four? I think, yeah, I think there's I four. I think there's four stories mm-hmm. in it. Uh, incredible writers on all of them. We got yes. Tom King. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Paul, Paul Dini. It's, it's chock full of excellent writers. Mm-hmm. And, and Batman writers to boot. Yes. It's all essentially crisp holiday themed, you know? Yes. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a holiday theme, but then also they bring in... Um, but they're bringing back a, a popular, yep. or famous Bat character, which I really enjoyed. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was. I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Was how it was. Uh, the the Scott Snyder ish uh, story Silence. Yeah, was 
great. I read that and I was sitting there. I was going, "This is so good." Who wrote this? Again, like a five five page story and just full of meta, very somber writing of Snyder, which is it just takes you on a journey like it always does. And then one of my favorites, uh, I think that stands out is Paul Dini's story. He gets to do Harley Quinn. Which is it's yep. nice when Dini writes Harley Quinn because Dini is actually the creator. Of He's Harley the Quinn. actual creator. <laughs> so yes. he yes. writes he he writes in her voice, the voice that I know of Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, and yep. I'm not opposed uh, to the new voice of Harley Quinn, but it is it's just refreshing hearing old Harley Quinn and in the same manner, but with all the changes that she's had. Yeah, no one can write. Harley Quinn like Dini. No. And, and oh, that's yeah. just a fact. Uh, Neil Adams is actually the illustrator on that, which is great too. If you I'm a yeah. fan of Neil Adams for the most part. Yeah. And uh, um and then uh Riley Russomo, I yes. think is the guy who did the Scott Snyder one. Correct. And we talked about his art is just solid. Just great on um when he did uh uh, Night of the Monster Men, those two issues, mm-hmm. really enjoyed him. So, yeah. uh, so, f- so it's a really fun Batman story. If you like the Batman book that's going on, I think it's a nice addition to it. Yeah, and I and and honestly, these aren't stories that just didn't fit it into the main Batman book, so they kind of got you know orphaned and then collected in the orphanage that is an annual. Kind of, yeah. If to me, it feels more like a black and white. Where they're kind they gave of, yeah. like mm-hmm. all these guys. Hey, hey go, you, go do the short story. You can do a short me. story. Go ahead and put it out. And then yeah. they did that. And but they were good. Yeah, they're little messages. They all yep. have. They're all very sweet yes. in its nature because it's a. It's it's very much a holiday book for me. I would yeah. bust this yeah. out with. Um, uh, oh gosh, what is the the Batman? Um, which one? Uh, the, the new holiday, the holiday one that was illustrated by Noel. Yeah, Noel. Thank you. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would put this mm-hmm. with Noel and read it on Christmas. Sure, that's something I would do. Oh yeah. Well, and I think drinking that, booze. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think Irish I think coffee. that doing a good Christmas story My around hat. Christmas. If you do a really good Christmas story, mm-hmm. I think those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been many times in the past they've done some Superman ones. They've done some just main DC universe ones. Right. In fact, next week or a couple weeks from now, yeah, I think it's, uh, not the, next week, but the week after. I think they're doing a uh, DC Rebirth holiday special. Right. And all the stories are going to be holiday themed with your characters. And you know what? I I enjoy those because it's fun to see, you know, whatever That's the message or... Uh, future podcasts coming up. Yeah. yeah. holiday stories. So. so holiday stuff. So, all right. So, Seven to Eternity, Batman Annual. Those are our picks of the week. That's way to piggyback, Richie. <laughs> no, so, I didn't pick anything. I was I like, yeah, I like yours, and I like yours. Sweet. We, we all like each other's. Um, I didn't like your guys'. Uh, well, well, hey. You're missing out. You're no, missing not out. really. You are. You're really no. Out. Which one of these days? <laughs> I don't read annuals. One of these days when... <laughs> That's, he is an annual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these days when Sean isn't here, we're going to have a discussion about Tom King Batman. Yeah. God, that'll be boring. Or fantastic. Or fantastic. <laughs> Glad I won't be here for that one. <laughs> So, all right, so let's get into our spinning the racks for tonight. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. I love you guys. So, spinning the racks. Tonight, we wanted to talk about binge worthy comics. What does that mean? What does that mean? Explain yeah. it to me. So, binge worthy comics is we've all heard of Netflix and chill, and that's when, you know, it's snowing wow. outside. It has a different meaning, but. 
We're not going to go with the high schooler <laughs> meaning of this situation. We're just going to okay. binge worthy. We're yeah. going to go with the concept. Are you going to stay there all weekend and watch this TV show right. to its well, and, conclusion? And, well, and, and, and also it was all funny because it seasons? snowed here in Colorado. Right. And it's perfect weather to stay in and read some it's about comics. It's about sitting where you don't want to go outside. You're going to stay in your room nice and comfy. For a weekend or, or a night, whatever. Right. Yeah. For even a couple hours and just indulge. Yes. Uh, warm comfort food around you and and having usually this applies to television shows because yes. Netflix has made it easier where you can kind of watch an entire series at one time. The whole first season of Daredevil, right. I'm going to sit and watch it. Yeah. But I have a shocker for you. Comics have been doing this for a while. Long time. They take a bunch of single issues and slap them all together so you can binge watch them all, or read them all together. You're all together. Them. You're watching them. I totally Hopefully you're reading them, them too. <laughs> I, I, I just stare at the pictures. It's fantastic. Yeah. But so we thought it would be good, especially with the bad weather coming up, that and we the share a few of our binge-worthy comics. Now yes. we did. We have done like ongo our favorite ongoing series. Yeah. And a lot of those would fit into these yes. this, this definition. Like yes. obviously our one of our favorites, Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, these are sagas. One of them. These are these are comics that we have already expressed our love for. So we're trying to steer away, steer from, away that from that from for the moment. Yeah, we're yeah. we're, we're, we're going to try and talk about things that um, you can go to a store. You can buy the trades or hardcovers mm-hmm. or omnibuses, whatever, however weights, and you could take it home and sit down and read it. Yes. Not, not wait for the next one. Not see when this next thing's gonna happen. No, I'm gonna take the entire run of it and go home and read it. Yes. So you know whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't we uh, start off with an example from Zach? I'm really um, interested. So for uh, me, one of the. For me, one of the big ones is going to be um, Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Excellent. Why the Last Man. I love that book. Uh, that's a fantastic book. It is five trades long. It was 60 issues, I believe. And uh-huh. um, when you get engrossed in that story, it, it doesn't let you go. When I first read it, it was back when it was even smaller trades, and there was ten of them, and I just sat there, and I just it, it just gets you so enraptured that you have to go through all of it. It's easy to to uh, to find. It's easy to pick up. Like I said, it's only five trades. Yeah. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, the uh, writer of Saga, writer of Ex Machina. Uh, he was a writer on Lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so the pedigree of the writing there is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it's a story that <clears throat> I think it's really good for for a lot of discussion. It's actually it's a, it's a really thought provoking book, but it's also a very entertaining book. Mm-hmm. It's not just. It's not just fun, actiony, but it's not just depth. Like in Alan Moore, you got to sink your teeth into here, and you know it's kind of a little bit of both, right? Which, which I enjoy. Uh, I also think it's really fun to talk about because people have so many different feelings about the there's book. There's a lot of varied opinions. Yes, there's a lot of varied opinions about it. Right. We could do a whole episode on why the last man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you're looking for you know, and, and I mean, honestly, I don't want to pick everything Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough because Vertigo is fantastic. Me, I, at that. I absolutely love Vertigo. Yes. That that imprint through DC, They're absolutely fantastic. Love I've read probably 95% of all yep, Vertigo yep, books. Yep. Right. So I actually steered away from all Vertigo for sure, this, sure. For this well, particular I mean, podcast. Sure. Because sure. we talk about them. 
all, all the time. time. <laughs> because it's we just, do. We do. So I, and they're all binge-worthy. They, yeah. are, they all are. They're, um, I mean, they're, they're all honor, honorable mentions, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So... Yes. That's why yeah. I, I personally am going to steer yeah, away from yeah, no, as much no, as I was actually going to pick too. Why the Last Man too, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm so, going to do so something else." I, I want to pick Why the Last Man I like that. because I wanted to at least put in that caveat of um, look up Vertigo stuff. Mm. Uh, just, just do if if you're looking at home, um, you know, you can look up things like Hunter Bullets. You know, something that actually like surprises me about Vertigo though. Hmm. Hmm. So people. People get weirded out by the, like you call it, Richie, the 90s style of art. Yes. When it's all just art. Right. I can read stuff that's EC stuff from the 50s. I can read the Golden Age stuff, which the art is Mm -hmm. really not very functional. Or I can read newer stuff. I I mean, I can read anything with any style of art, and I don't pigeonhole it into that era of time. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think I'm there. But I don't do that. that. So when people come up to me, because somebody was actually asking me about recommendations this week. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Matt. Yep, was asking about. Yep. Right, 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 you uh, actually mentioned he, one he I'm said, gonna mention as a binge worthy. Well, and the funny thing is, he said, "Well, I don't really like this '90s art." And I was like, "What? what? <laughs> yeah. This, this I, I guess. Well, I mean, well, and also, it's definitely sketchier and muddier. So I understand that it's not clean art. Well, and but also, it's a style. When, when you say '90s art, story. Too, it when you say '90s art, that doesn't. For me, when you say 90s art, that doesn't equate really to anything. Because when you say, oh, Sandman is 90s art. Well, yes, it was done in the 90s. But when you think of 90s, you think of Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, things like that. Well, there's, so, and there's so, a lot of books at that time that I think are knocking it out of the park compared to what's coming out today. Right. Yes, there's some stuff yes, coming out today that I just I agree. do not. So, I, I honestly do not like. Yeah. So, so, and it's so, very hard for me to say I do not like this art. Right. It's yeah, very yeah. rare that I'll yeah. actually do yeah. that with a comic book. But so, there's so, a handful of them out there that I yeah, can't. Yeah. No, so it, Zach and I just talked about one of my, one of the comics that I really enjoy and the artwork I was just infuriated with. I did not like. Um, no, but I get what you're saying because because uh, I I agree. I Vertigo also is such a different animal to me because they were doing so different. many different things. When you look oh, yeah, at Shade willing, the Changing Man, they were willing Man. to take a lot of different risks with that. Yes. When you look at Sandman, that, when you look at Shade style, the Changing Man, Shade the Changing Man was done by Chris Bocklow. Hmm? He's the one who's doing Doctor Strange right now. If you're at home, Google Shade the Changing Man, Chris Bocklow. Yeah, his nothing art is completely zero different. Zero like so. it does now. So so going, oh, it looks like 90s art. It does not look like 90s art. It is insanely crazy looking. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right. So, 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 so Vertigo's, you know. But it will if, always if you're talking, be, it will, for me, the 90s art will always be the guy in the flannel shirt with the chain. I get the styles. And, and I mean, I get the, the like X-Men the, poster that I wasn't cool enough to be because I wasn't reading Preacher or even Swamp Thing at that time. So it's a personification it, it, of a person correct. that was maybe putting you down as the way you're looking at it. Exactly. So when I see that art, it kind of twists it for me. See, and I never and, marry the style to the people right. that are shitheads. I, I do my best to, I, I do my so, best to take... That's like saying, well, I can't listen to The Cure anymore because my ex-girlfriend loved him and, uh, and I just can't do, do it. And yeah. I don't understand that I don't, at all. I've never, what did the artist ever do to you? Yeah, I just, it's just, it's just how it works, that. man. You've, uh, I don't get time. the correlate. There's there's rarely... The, like, I have one song that correlates to when my dad passed. Right. And it is still hard for me to listen to that song uh-huh. because he used to sing that every time we'd do a family function and he'd get, you know, a little drunk and he would uh, sing. 100%. He'd sing Leanne Rhymes Blue. 
And then oh. for whatever reason, that song, I still yeah. can't really listen to it. I know that song. That's yeah. it, though. I have That's broken it. I broke I have that had a wall. lot of different yeah. ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I get it, You know, I, I just We're different break people. break the wall, bro. And I break the wall. And you know what's <laughs> most frustrating about it is the fact that those... Uh, cooler guys were actually Ooh. right. That's what bugs me too, because they're like, you're not reading Preacher? Ugh. And then I go listen to like some grunge and stuff, and I'm. No, I mean, it's the same I thing mean, as the, the record store guy looking reading. down at you for choosing, you know. Correct. Whatever. But, okay, Aerosmith. But, but, you're buying an Aerosmith record? Right. <laughs> yeah, because I like Aerosmith. But, sure. but here's the thing, though. <laughs> What's that? But here's the thing Vertigo is fantastic. It is. It's absolutely. No, it's absolutely but fantastic. They have. I know that feeling. I know where that. Come, that comes from. I just yeah, but maybe that's not you know other people's read into it either. Oh, maybe either, they just yeah. don't like the art style. Well, and also maybe they don't well, like the sketchiness also, and the muddiness well, of the art style. So. Also, also to be completely to fair, Vertigo is gonna be. You'll be okay. It's not your fault, Richie. Not um, you, man. Vertigo is gonna be your <laughs> HBO of comics. It's gonna be darker themes. It's gonna be more uh, adult stuff going on. So if you don't like that, if you don't want to read about. Heaven, hell, demons, um, crime stuff. If that's not your thing, then yeah, you may not be a huge fan Breaking of Vertigo. Breaking the third and fourth and fifth and sixth wall, which yeah. Grant Morrison does all over Vertigo. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the super meta stuff. If you just want like a fun story, you know, Vertigo, for the most part, they it's a little more heady. Than they're a little bit more stuff, heavy, so. kind of reads, right. no matter what it is. Yeah, uh, whatever that you pick up. So if you don't want heavy, then may, that might not be. But so, but but if that's, you are, that's, that's good. so this. This is our Vertigo part of the podcast. Yes. We'll leave it alone after here. I hope I don't here. have any Vertigo in my picks. <laughs> we'll leave it alone after this. Well, I mean, it's, you don't, oh, it's, pretty, there. it's pretty hard. but It's really hard. Like oh. I said, we're all, we all said yeah. they're good stuff. Yep. So we'll move on from there. Okay. If nobody else has one? No. I don't think so. Okay. So Then uh, you go, you grab on. I know that you something. were talking to Matt Barton, and you actually suggested one that I immediately thought, like, oh, that's such a binge-worthy comic. And it's uh, top ten. Oh, and you it's funny because you said Alan Moore you it kind of goes into a super thought provoking yes. Um, yes. you know criteria you, you have and, to sit and read Alan well, Moore yeah, but that particular with, but with top 10 that particular time though for Alan Moore dude he was knocking it out of the park yeah. well, it's not like anything else that everybody no, puts on a pedestal yeah. when he was doing America's Best Comics and he was working for Wildstorm for with Jim Lee and Jim Lee said dude create your own universe don't care what you do yeah. have fun Enjoy. and he came out with top 10 and he, he came out with Promethea yeah. and he came yeah. out with Tom Strong and Tomorrow mm-hmm. Stories. Those are all excellent, excellent books. <laughs> and Top Ten to me is an absolute binge-worthy uh, every time. I read it probably every five years. I yeah, just, and what's the, what's the basic idea behind Top Ten? Uh, I well, call it like sci-fi SVU. Like it's kind of. If you're an more, older audience, it's Hill Street Blues. Like okay, <laughs> you're, it's Hill Street Blues but, with superheroes because everybody right. has superpowers in this world. And right. but uh, there's also animals or SVU. Or, yeah, there's, there's creatures, everything. All, everything. Yeah, but everything. Yeah. Like one of my favorite yes, parts in there is the insurance and s- salesman that every time you get stressed out, he inflates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. And the and correlation yeah, of insurance one, uh, and inflating because prices inflate. And, uh, I was like, this is awesome. And there's a lawyer. Uh-huh. Who's a, a shark? shark. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's great it's stuff. It's just an awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome it's story. A, it's a mystery. It's, yeah. it's it's a mystery wrapped in, like you said, like it's a, like for today's audiences, it'd be special victims. You yeah. Know, it'd yeah. be that kind the, of stuff. Yeah. The thing is, there's this overall story that's going across, but in each comic, there's also a, you know, a crime that they solve. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a main character. It's a, it's a cast of people. Yes. And then, yes. and those 
every. I love the colorblind dog. <laughs> so well, I, I can just song. see you. <laughs> it's so good when you find uh, out that the dogs are colorblind. When you make that connection, anyway. And you're uh, like, oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> but um, art by Gene Ha. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, intricate art. Oh yeah. In this part of part, Alan Moore's writing is obviously going to take the cake, but what I wanted to bring up is the art is so. Uh, someone's definitely doing donuts in the snow over there. But uh, the art actually engulfs you. It immerses you. Well, you have this to stop and you have to look at all the stuff. There's on. tons. There is so the much hidden. Yeah, there's yeah. so much hidden little. They did, a, little, uh, they did an absolute. Eggs in the art. They did oh. an absolute of this, <laughs> so that you could. I mean, I think already had a print. I think so. Yeah, but sure. but I mean, it was huge. Huge uh, size, so you can look at all the art. Fantastic! But it's a it's a great mystery, and you fall in love with certain characters, and you start by you know, the sixth chapter, just going like that's so you, and you know it, it's fantastic. I it's a great read. I can't, and it's not you, you, as, and the, the, well, not to be messed up, but you don't really have to go past the Alan Moore stuff. You Alan don't. Moore stuff was <laughs> only don't. ten issues, I think. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you could you could be done there because there's yeah. a, there's a couple other miniseries after this. You really don't have to read them. You no, can pretend like they don't even exist and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But so. that that <laughs> the Alan Moore series of it is f- absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And, and a great read, a great sit down. It's not going to take a ton of time, and it's it's not like crazy thought-provoking like Promethea, which I wanted to mention, but I thought that top ten would be... It's easier to digest. It's just... Yeah, yeah. And if I remember correctly, I believe it's uh, it's one trade now. It's one. Yeah, yeah one trade. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Nice and easy. Yeah. You can get the whole thing in one one big shaboom. Yeah. Very good. All right, Sean, what's one for you? I like the cut of your jib, boy. I'm going to double down on mine. I'm going to well, do- well, double dip. Double down it. I'm going to double dip. Sir, we can keep talking. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to double dip simply for the fact because these these two books actually are based on the same exact character. Okay. okay. They're done by different artists and they're done a little differently. Each way, but it's they're both based off of Musashi Miyamoto. Okay. Uh-huh. So the first one I'm going to recommend is actually a manga called Vagabond. Oh, okay. Ooh. And you go manga. Nice. <laughs> I, know, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Musashi Miyamoto is like what, probably the, the most famous samurai ever in Japan, and there's been a ton of stories written about him. Yes, you told me about that. So, yeah, Vagabond is actually a story of him learning how to be a samurai. Okay. Um, nice. I'm going to ruin this guy's name. That's okay. Takehiko Inoue, I think. Sounds pretty good. It's not I, that bad. No, I might be <laughs> I would have way just that screwing that up. So yeah, okay. I apologize if I am. Um, but he's he's the person who actually created the entire story, and he was he was doing it as a look. This is this is Musashi's early days. He's just learning about. Um, Responsibility. He's learning about honor. He's learning about how to actually be a samurai. Because when he first starts out, he really is like a street urchin kind of kid who's a, gotcha. He's a ruffian, as you ruffian. as you like that's to say. Ruffian. But he decides he wants to go be the best samurai. Right. So he goes, runs around, and starts challenging all these hardcore samurais, and he somehow manages to beat them by the skin of his teeth. But each time, he learns a valuable lesson about honor and how to be basically a be a better person. Because the reason why this this the, there's so many sor- stories written about the samurai is because how he helped and and dealt with people. Mm-hmm. Being a samurai, he was re- very highly respected. Huh. Um, 
So I would highly recommend that. It's like 12. You can get it in the Vizbig editions, which right. are three wrapped into one, and they're bigger. Right. Yeah, and nice. they're just... I, I plowed through them when I read them. Man. <laughs> just... And I, I was so irritated that the next ones weren't out. <laughs> so I got like the first five or six. I, mm-hmm. I went through them in probably two nights, and then I was mad. <laughs> and I've been mad yeah. for two years because I uh. think they're still not completely done. Uh. So, yes. <laughs> and there's 12 <laughs> of them out that. now. <laughs> and I was, I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. But it is, it is excellent. Now, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. we're going to go same samurai. It's still Musashi Miyamoto. And it is Yusagi Yojimbo oh, by yeah. Stan Sakai. Yep. That one because I thought you would picture. It's sure. based off the same samurai. But Stan Sakai is doing it at the end when he becomes a Ronin. Right. So after the war, you know, his his uh, shogun gets killed and he ends up becoming a Ronin. And you see him later in life when he's actually the teacher teaching people Excellent. how to be better people, basically. And how long has Yusagi's been around? Yusagi's been around for a while. For a while, like, right? <laughs> since the 35 80s. years, is that right? That's something like that. Um, the current oh, issues yeah. are up to one... 50? But that's the current incarnation. Of Dark Horse. It's been under three different publishers. Yeah. Right. Um, you can get but these all in collected. story, right? Yes. That's one of the unique things about Yusagi. Well, because right? well, the early stuff, he was very much doing the one-and-done issue type, right. type deal, and it didn't get until he got... Like, if you're reading it in the original trade format, I think it was Trade 11 was the grass cutter story. Yeah. That was the first real continuing story. I gotcha. So, uh, and for people out there that grew up... Uh, during the 90s. You got to see him in the he, Turtles. He, he's the rabbit <laughs> in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, totally. Turtles. That was, uh, he let uh, Eastman and Laird use Usagi only those couple of times in that TV show. He's like, you guys can use it because we're friends, but that's it. So, so oh, yeah. you may remember it is, it is an excellent story. Oh, yeah. And, there, and the, the Usagi is all animals. All animals. Um, and but, so, but you don't... It's cool because you meet different characters in there that that affect his life in a way, uh-huh. and he might be irritated by said character, but then you kind of you, you kind of become endeared to this character because they randomly will run into each other in certain situations, hmm. and sometimes they might like pull one over on Usagi, and sometimes they don't. Oh. But they're not they're not inherently bad people, right? You know, I mean, he does face and defeat bad people. But the story in there is just—it's—it's it's a book I think anybody can honestly pick up and read at any time. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh, so, I, I totally agree. And it, for all you people that have to have color in your comic books, stop. Stop it. You're, <laughs> stop you're, it right you're, now. You are just discounting so much good stuff that's black and white. Uh, there is Jimbo. so much because both well, of these are black and white. Well, yeah, and 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 I gotta say though is that it's not just black and white. I mean, it's part of his style. But Stan Sakai has also been super awesome when it comes to um, affordability. He wants people to read his books. He wants people to pick up his comics. Uh-huh. So when you do black and white, and if I remember correctly, even his new issues that come out from Dark Horse, the inside is going to be um, kind of newsprinty. Makes it a little lighter. Uh, and that's all to make it affordable. The hard covers, the trades, everything he does, he wants to make it affordable. And and I really appreciate that. Yeah, so, you, I mean, he's been doing get, it black and white from the beginning. Well, you can get a lot of the Usagi stuff online for very cheap. Yeah. If you want the the actual books, they're, they just reformatted them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing these huge, but and, they're really affordable. Yeah, they're it's bigger like, style, and they're still like, really, really affordable. I think they're like, like 30 bucks for something like 20, 25 issues or something Something crazy like, like, like 25 issues, yeah. But, and... and and so, 
and it's a style, but I also know from over the years he wants to make everything good for people to, to check it out. Yeah. He doesn't want to do these huge hardcovers that are all glossy, you know, colored uh, stuff he in the inside. He does those, too. He, well, those are art books, but, um, <laughs> but you know, you can't... He doesn't want to make a $5 comic that comes right. out every yeah. every month. So, But, yeah, if, you, if you're into that kind of thing and if you like samurai lore... That, and you I like, had Usagi on here. Yeah, yeah. You like that culture... Very much dip into that. Mm-hmm. Both of those are excellent, That's excellent reads. So. Well, like you said, when you brought it up, bring you away with the manga. That's dude, boom. That, <laughs> when you brought it up, I just was like, you just opened up so many. Like, <laughs> I didn't even think manga. When you brought it up uh, a couple episodes ago for the kids one, mm-hmm. that was fantastic too because yeah. it's an all Usagi, yeah. you know, all ages. Vagabond is not. Vagabond is. Usagi is. I was gonna say Vagabond. Um, all right, right. so uh, jumping in, I gotta throw out some superhero stuff. Okay. Because I have to. Okay. Um, and if anyone knows me, these are gonna be simple. I'm just gonna throw them out really quick. You can get the entire runs of Jeff Johns JSA, <coughs> his Flash, uh-huh. his Green Lantern, and his Hawkman. You can all get those in omnibuses. You can get them in trade paperbacks. Uh, they are all complete now. There's no, you know, there's not new stuff coming out, so you could sit down and binge those. Right. And that is going to be great superhero comic book reading, if that's what you're looking for. That's good. Um, the Flash, if you like the Flash TV show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you like the Flash TV show. That pulls from there. Uh, Jeff Johns was one of the people that brought the JSA back into prominence uh, when it was gone for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkman, he did the first 25 issues of the early 2000s Hawkman. That's going to establish kind of that old school Hawkman. So if you like that, and of course I've talked about GL a billion times. So, But those are great because they actually have done these omnibuses, which are beautiful. They're a little costly, so if you don't want to go that route, you can do trade paperbacks, which these are also in trades. Yeah, so. I would believe that uh, everything that I've ever seen from the TV show, I believe that Andrew Kreisberg is a huge Jeff Jones fan. Yes. Because he does it with Supergirl, Flash, mm-hmm. Green Arrow, and, and all he keeps doing is hinting at Green Lantern like he wants to do it so badly. Yes. But even the JSA, which came up in Legends, is the JSA. JSA that I know from Jeff Johns. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, you're going to get quality, yeah. and you're going to get um, a good, healthy amount of reading there. Yeah, that's that's great. All great superhero stuff right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll jump off yeah. of that, and I will say that mine's a little bit opposite, but okay. it's called uh, the boys. Superheroes. Yeah, it's called the boys. Yeah. So this is not an all ages book. It is well, not. not. No, no. This is <laughs> not even close. But just, just so y'all know out there, it's, I've a, it's very adult. To, I've actually wanted to sit down and reread it because uh, I yeah. last I was reading it when it was coming out. Now, oh yeah, I, I was reading it when it was so, coming out, and it definitely hit a lull. It definitely hits a lull. And I was going to mention that binge read it. I think it, it you can get through it a lot faster. It, yes, so because I only read it in trades, and I even I did hit that lull. I think it was a, a trade and a half. It was like right around Hero Gasm after that. Yes, and all that. yes. And it was just you were like, "What is? Yeah. It, what?" And the funny thing is, it actually made sense by the time you got to the end of the book. Yeah, yes, you're like, yes. Oh, I get why you yes. did this. I get why that this happened. didn't yep. make any. Yep. Ca- it seemed like you came out of left field with yeah. this, but okay. You, sometimes <laughs> you have to trust in the writer, and Ennis is Ennis is yeah. You know that he's going to take you on a journey, and. And uh, the first four trades of the boys 
are are great to me. They are, they they, are great. Like oh, the first the opening of the book, sequence yeah. of the first issue, I was pretty I, much like, yeah, I'm probably gonna read this to the end. Yeah, it's just um, that guy has no girlfriend now, but yeah. he's got no, her arms. No. I'm like, so, all right, well, I'm and here. It, and it's a, and it's a satire. It's a parody. It's a dark look at superhero comics. If I anyone love Derek knows, Robertson's art. It yeah, fits Derek so Robertson's is fantastic. The, and I would say that the the what I like about it is I am a like you, Zach. I am a superhero fan. Yes. There's I'm I'm not apologetic yeah, about too. it. I enjoy it. You're not. I really do <laughs> you're like. Not. What? And you're not. I, I like, like some you're not. superheroes. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> Zach and I are a, of a different breed when it comes to mainstream comics, and but I'm also not like shy to the fact that it can be. Well, there are tropes and there are things that, it's just, that that happen in comic books that you go again, really, and 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 as superhero fans, we go, this is another blah story right. or blah blah. blah. And Ennis does that. He makes fun of stuff. He points things out. Mm-hmm. He uses some uh, uh, classic superhero yeah. tropes in the story. Correct. With our to main make characters. a point in yeah. a terrible way of yeah. why these things are bad in comics and and or overused. Yeah. Correct. And it works well. Yes. Uh, for me, as a reader of both, I enjoy like I I like being made fun of. I can take well, a hit. You can and you can. It's fu- well, and, and and it works in that. I don't know context. if it's necessarily being made fun of, so to speak. That's not made fun. But of he's basically but saying, hey, maybe. who polices the police? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's yeah. doing it in a really like you said satirical type of way. Well, and and yeah. the story and the story the way that it's set up is it makes sense. Yeah, because uh, if the superheroes were doing made. what they were doing, yeah, in the, the superheroes comic books. are basically made by a, a corporation. Right. Right. Made by a corporation. So there's a group of people out there to keep them in check. Yeah, and it's the boys, uh, and it's a it's a small group, and you learn about these characters, you grow with these characters, and again, and we've talked about it many Old times Huey. before. On, um, <laughs> He's um, probably one of my favorite characters. Oh ever. well, well, oh, and if you're a Simon Pegg fan, uh, every time you look at it, I'm like, well, make the movie. Just make one movie. I'd love to. They see asked it. Simon Pegg to use his likeness, mm-hmm. and he said yes. So every issue of the boys <laughs> is Simon Pegg is yeah. one of the main characters. Correct. Uh, but but as you just Garth go down Ennis, to the pub and get a pint, wait for this whole thing to blow. This whole thing blow. But but Garth Ennis again, we've talked about it so many times. He's so good at characterization. Mm-hmm. He's so good with um, butcher man. Well, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that is that you grow with these characters. Yeah. And and Garth Ennis, I have to say, is that he is one of the best that that you know that the character at the end of the story mm-hmm. is not going to be the same. as... As he was in the beginning. Uh-huh. In fact, nobody is. Yeah. And he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Where you love people, then you grow to hate them, or you hate them, and you grow to love them, whatever it is. Yeah. He's fantastic. And he does that in the boys as well. So yeah, I dig it, that. It, it, like I said, it's almost, it, I wouldn't say it's completely anti superhero, but it does. It's, it's, it's not anti superhero because he's written some superhero well, stuff. Well, yeah. And, and, and he and loves he, them. And he, he actually likes superheroes. He's just pointing out in this story, he's using the tropes that we all know. And saying, let's look at these. And for those of you that enjoy the books, or those of you that I think might dislike those things, I think both 
of those audiences can read this book. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go, oh man, when superheroes always do a crossover, <coughs> right? He talks about why they always do a crossover. <laughs> Correct. But for people who are like, oh, we love crossovers, you sit there and you go, yeah, that does uh-huh, happen. That's, that's, that's pretty time. funny. Yeah, it's great. And and, it's, and it makes you laugh. And then He's what happens in those crossovers is not okay for kids. Not boys are not boys. A lot of debauchery. Boys is not for kids. It is only for adults. It's only for yeah. Yeah. So have a, was it a hamster inserted into an orifice? Yes, it was a hamster. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot, so many there's things. Some stuff that happens. So many but things. the ending, I'm not gonna oh. spoil anything. But the ending, boom. Yeah, just, just I know, I know. I was like, like no. Sean and I were picking it up in the issues, and him and I were talking about it every month it came out. Right. And when that happened, I was like, Sean, <laughs> what? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, man. So, uh, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was great. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, what's another one, Sean? I'm gonna pop two, another two together. Okay. Just because they have kind of similar themes. Okay. Uh-huh. So the first one I'm gonna pop in is Razzle okay. by Jeff Smith. Okay. Mm-hmm. So instead of going the bone route, I'm gonna go the Razzle route. <laughs> yeah. This is more of this is not bone an all again, ages book. Bingeworthy. A bone yes. is fantastic. It's a one volume. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Listen to our last. Podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Razzle yeah. is the project he did after Bone. Yes. So if Time you like, traveling. if you like, well, it's parallel dimension traveling. Par- yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And you're you're talking about. About, like he's got a, him and both Terry Moore have a, a real I don't know if it's a respect but they have a love for Tesla yes they do yeah Nikola Tesla yeah the inventor uh-huh. so and it comes through in both of these books now Razzle is very much a love story mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's absolutely a love story but it's not a typical love story like you think a, a love story should be sure yeah. because this guy is basically he is parallel universe hopping and he's also stealing and and he's, but he's basically inherently trying to get back to his one love. That is the nuts and bolts of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, it's just really cool how he could go from doing something like Bone to something like this. Because this is your like more sci-fi adventure type story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mixed with a love story. Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a different take from what Bone is. It's cool to see the contrast of the two stories. Yeah, he wanted to do something completely different than and he did. he absolutely did that. It's actually <laughs> one of our, my favorite things to look at, too, is massive contrast between the, the a two writer creators. or a creator. Yeah. Well, that's that's another reason why my second pick is Echo mm-hmm. by Terry Moore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that is another one that deals with the Hadron Collider and the yep. Nikola Tesla experiments and you know it's it's another it's grand fiction. sci-fi adventure book that you can read in one volume. one volume both of these I think were 25-ish issues something like that they were right around there yep. so they're not you know they're not super long books they were only a couple years yep. going mm-hmm. but it's just they're just really good action sci-fi slash love story echoes books. awesome yeah so and if you like Terry Moore's work on Strangers in Paradise this is nothing like it mm, no. it's completely different the only thing that's the same is his. it's his art it's his it's art beautiful. and you know if you know his art style that you it, know it that. definitely it nothing leads through right. everything else right. nothing else. and if you've read strangers in paradise there is little easter eggs from strangers in paradise in echo i feel like he which does that i lot. love he no he does that as he keeps going he'll take right. certain characters but he doesn't, that he's like they just kind of come in for a couple rachel panels rising and then they disappear is, rachel rising new rachel rising's his newest venture well, well now it's it's a um, motor girl yeah motor girl okay. is the newest newest one he just and started there's still like little easter eggs right yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah so no but then and I, there's, that's the reason I back into those two into each other is because they're yeah. of the style that they are and what they also you know, excellent yeah. sci-fi books. But yeah, they're excellent, excellent they injury books. They are. 
Yeah, and, and Rachel Rising. Uh, that just ended. Uh, there's a one volume that's, on that. That's uh, going to be horror, horror story. That's horror story. <laughs> yeah. That's totally that deals, different that deals with Salem witches, actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how they ex- can exist through time. Yeah, but that one's awesome so. as well. Well, what about your Another, third pick? All right, so, so some other ones uh, that I have. Uh, one of the ones <clears throat> that uh, I was thinking about which is great, is Dark Horse has collected these in omnibuses. Really easy to get. Uh-huh. And that's Matt Wagner's Grendel. There's four Excellent. volumes. I've read a lot of Grendel. Yeah, uh, there's four volumes. I love Matt Wagner. Uh, it, it's Matt Wagner. Yeah. It starts from the very beginning, and it goes all the way to the last mini series they did, whatever, seven, eight years ago, something like that, or six mm-hmm. years ago. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. It encompasses everything. And Grendel is, again, not for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grendel is a meaty... Oh, it's m- not for- yeah, it's not for kids. No. Uh, it's also really in-depth. It, it, it deals with assassins. It deals with different time periods. And also the way that Matt Wagner did the comic... Um, some of it is, some of it is really, really meaty. When you look in there, sometimes he did prose, with artwork around the prose right. to be part of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, along with Frank Miller, really kind of uh, in the '80s and '90s brought in that black and white with splashes of red. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, if you flip through a Grendel book, you're going to see mostly black and white with and you'll, red. You'll see something that'll catch your eye. That'll be like a red rose on somebody's lapel. Yeah. Right. Yep, or blood, or whatever. <coughs> so, um, again, like, uh, you know, it, it, it there have been different miniseries, there have been different uh, series, but if you get these omnibuses from Dark Horse, you can sit down, you can read them. There's a lot of content, a lot of content there. Mm-hmm. You get your money's worth. Basically. You do get your money's worth, uh, but that's going to be some really cool uh, off the beaten path kind of stories that they did in the um, 80s and 90s. Uh, the other one, which I know Sean and I have talked about before, uh, you can get these in uh, Chew Omnibuses from Dark Horse, is uh, Rex Mundy. Oh, I love the Rex Mundy stuff. Uh, like That's going to be... Conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theory <laughs> uh, mixed with um, religion. Yeah. And Chew, Chew Omnibuses on that from Dark Horse. Uh, if you like that kind of... Like you said, conspiracy, Indiana Jones history, thriller well, kind of thing. It's kind of like an alternate history. Yeah, because it's yeah. not it's not true to what history no. is. So it's an alternate no. history, and it's what is it? The Knights Templar kind of mm-hmm. delved into there. Yeah. So you have it's just. I, I personally, I liked the book a lot. I think I turned you on to it. Yes, you did. Yep. And made you start reading it yep. because I liked it that much. Yeah, you said you, you dig this, and uh, it's really cool. It's, uh, uh, it is going to be that, that, that thriller history book. So, I mean, if you like things like The Da Vinci Code, if you were a fan of that, it's... It's, it's, it's in that wheelhouse. It's going to be in that sure. wheelhouse, in that umbrella of history mixed with thrilling, you know, um, adventures across the world things like that so uh, that one's another one that you can get really easily and it's yeah, really like, good like you said Rex Mundy in two volumes you yep. can get it pretty easily yep two so, volumes yeah. on that so excellent alright so I'll throw one more out um, 
we couldn't get out of this without at least a Batman pick, right? Like, uh, no, well, yeah, we could have easily. <laughs> are you sure? Because yeah. well, uh, okay. okay, so are you I can make s- a Batman pick, or I can pick another one. Okay. Well, well, so okay. Are you going to say well, Scott no Snyder's you Batman? Can do whatever you want. What <laughs> were you going to say, Scott Snyder's Batman? I was, I was not. Okay, I, I feel like we've given enough love to that. I was yeah. going to throw okay. out. Um, uh, throw out both of them. This, this here's one. my honorable mentions for Batman because you guys know I have them. Okay. Hush is a great series, Fantastic. and Long Halloween is a great yes. binge-worthy read of Batman tales. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. all your villains in one encapsulated story, one giant mystery on both, and they both really pay off at the end. Outside of that, it's another one we've uh, talked about a couple times, but I don't think we dived into how much it truly is uh, a binge-worthy comic, and we've already mentioned it a little bit today, is Strangers in Paradise. And I say that because I'm in the middle of binge-reading it. Yeah. And the story and the characters and the way Terry Moore writes, it just... It it pulls you, like, on a leash through the story. You can't look away, and anytime I dive into the book, because things I've learned is, you know, becoming... Worker at this comic store is that you don't have a ton of time to actually read comics. No, <laughs> you no, you no have the misconception to... of hey, it must be great working in a comic book store. You guys get to hang out and read comics all day. And I'm like, actually, I'm lucky if I get to read two comics in a month. Uh, That's uh, pretty uh, awesome. Here's, here's a spoiler <laughs> alert: you, the customer, read about five times more than we do. Close, yeah. When when we started out, we were trying out to to, to read everything, and now, there's no way. Yeah, my Uh, point being is it's an actual (laughs) physical sacrifice of time. You have to to, uh, set aside time. You have to say, I really want to read this one thing. Right. And then sometimes I will sneak in Right. Like, if it's going to be lunchtime, I'll sneak in and read a comic real quick. Yes. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I got to know what's going on to, to keep up. to try to know content. So That's I what know you stuff. Do. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is a, it's a, it's a thing. You have to do it. It's a, it's not even an activity at this point. It's a, it's, it's job. A, it's work. Yeah. And. Yeah. You're still such a young puppy. I know. And so when. cute. But when. <laughs> think when about I read Strangers. For 10 years. <laughs> when I or read 20. Strangers. Or 20. <laughs> when I read SIP, it, it fades away. My work. I become right back well, when I was reading comic books, and, and that's absolutely time. how I know I'm really into something. Right? Yeah. When you when you sit there so. and you just go, "Oh, I'm just sitting here enjoying this," instead of I'm reading this to make sure that I'm caught up. Right. That's yeah. That's a good sign. So, Strangers in Paradise, and I think you guys would agree with that, is that it just pulls you into the story and, and it pulls you into the characters. Especially with the those characters are ra- excellent, excellent characters. character development. You haven't even hit where he starts bringing back again, yeah. all the all the one all the characters you thought were like right. totally minuscule in the beginning. Right. Oh, they all show back up again. I, I'm noticing that already. <laughs> and with it gets little... it gets so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but my point being is especially with the the ones I'm reading, what are they called? The pocket versions? Is that the what pocket books, yeah. It's a great giant piece of content yep. and and not that expensive and nope. uh, not that hard to carry around yep. and read and it's the whole story in one yep. so excellent binge worthy Terry Moore probably we could do a whole list on binge worthy Terry we'll Moore probably but, do an episode on, but he on he nails it when it comes to long half. story yeah we, we've done it <laughs> we've done yeah. but uh, it's I think that that's my final pick is Strangers in Paradise is fantastic that's your final pick yeah wow that's all all right. We have one more, one more pick. I gotta, I gotta go do magic tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So what about you? Well, then, if we're if we're getting down to the one more pick thing, yeah. I'm gonna pick two obscure ones. Okay. So, 
One of them I have is um, by Alex Robinson, and I really like his work. He does a lot of one-off books that are just excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked Box Office Poison, and I think it's absolutely a binge-worthy book because Mm -hmm. it takes you into the world of a comic book writer and people who actually work in that industry right oh, cool. yeah, so yeah. you're you're dealing with relationships between all these people and you're also dealing with a really old gentleman who got completely screwed over on his rights of characters he created and they're being the properties are actually being turned into a, a multi-million dollar movie huh they're uh, uh they've been turned into a multi-million dollar movie basically Interesting. and he got nothing for it <laughs> and somebody who gets to know him realizes he got screwed over and wants to help him get something from it at right. least right so it's kind of a self-exploration, you know, relationship examination type story about how people read off and treat each other. Mm. So it was done extremely well. Right. Um, and all one It's book all story. in one book. Okay. You can get it all in one like one volume. Yep. Nice. So you don't have to uh, <clears throat> you don't have to like worry about it, you know. Yep. You just read it all in yep. one big go. <laughs> um, the other one that's along those same lines I know I'm doubling down on picks. Yeah, it's fine. Go for it. Um, Mysterious Polyp by David Mazzuccelli. Oh, mm-hmm. That's right. That's a great book because you it is a look at somebody who thinks he is all that, basically. <laughs> it's a guy who's like, well, I'm, I'm a very awesome person because of this, and I've done this. I know you don't know about this. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's met that guy. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. this awesome guy. Right. Well, he gets to a point in his life where he... I tell it to him. Oh, no. I already, I already know. <laughs> I already screwed up my life. <laughs> I already know. I, I've eaten a, a lot of crow in my life all right <laughs> but this this is this gentleman you know he's yeah. he looks at himself as a better person than anybody than everybody else and he manages to completely screw up his entire life and he has to start over from square one and figure out who he really is and you he's not this, on this journey yes down. he's not this superficial front that he puts up that he thinks he is he ends oh. up finding out that he he can actually be a better person hmm so like it read. is a binge-worthy comic. Uh, yeah. It's all one volume as well. Everybody likes to watch a tower fall. Absolutely, That's, that is a mighty tower that fell that's too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I mean. Uh yeah, that's that's. I think we have a I good. Think we, yeah, good for those of you that are coming into the winter and the bad weather, I think we've given you a ton of content to go look out and search and see yep. if any of them fit. It's funny, I had like, like three more. <laughs> we'll say them really quick. Just say them really quick. Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Excellent. Six volumes. The movie doesn't do it justice. No, it's, it's really good. The movie's awesome, but the movie is Cliff Notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of yeah. the actual yeah. comic. Absolutely. Um, Alex and Ada. Oh, it's yep, another yep, excellent fantastic. love story. That's a good one. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And Local by Brian Wood. Oh yeah, that's really good. You're going to need to read local. Right. It's only 12 so, issues long. Oh, okay. It's great. Yeah, nice. one one volume. Too. Yeah, you're, you're okay. following a girl through various points in her life that are actually meaningful. Okay. Very cool. So. Interesting. All right. Nice. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, so if you're looking for stuff to read this winter, this Christmas. Yeah. Grab a blanket. Grab some hot coffee. Or cocoa. Grab some cocoa. Irish <laughs> coffee. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we nice shall coffee. be back next week with another fun episode talking about uh, I mean, I gotta comic drink, books. I got to drink this coffee hot. Yes. <laughs> I got to come back here? That's right. You do. That's legit. Uh, you have time. to be back here in seven days. That's You're right. killing me, man. You're killing me. I uh, know. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Life is especially hard, but no one trusts you with a credit card. I love the taste of cereal. I have it for almost... Every meal, five people to a tea bag. Well, I've never really got that bad. Not while we still had.